Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamont. I'm Patrick Dodd. I'm Ronnie Chan. So today we're talking about the next myth in our series on Agile myths, and this one is there are no rules for Agile. Now, I always find that one interesting because people say, oh, there are no rules. Ronnie, give me an example as to why there are rules, or how there are rules, or are there well, rules? Okay, first and foremost, there are rules. There's absolutely a number of rules. Um, I kind of get um, kind of hesitant to, sue, to, to use the term rules um, because rule seems really rigid, rigid, strict, uh, absolute. Um, and uh, to me, rules are something that you have in sports. Like you have footballs and you have a lot of rules. If you don't follow it, you get punished or penalized. Uh, in golf, uh, Brent, you <laughs> understand this very well. Um, there are rules. Right. RNA and USGA, they all have rules. If you don't follow it, you are going to be in big trouble. With, with Agile, rules are a little bit looser. They're definitely rules. They're guidelines. They're recommendations. There are um, rules that you have to follow. Uh, there are principles, there are uh, values that um, the manifesto has a lot of them in there. I'm not going to go through each of them, but it's up to the team to adopt them, how to adopt them. So there are some freedom in how to interpret, right? And you, you want, one of the things that you want to do in Agile is you want to adapt and improve. So sometimes <clears throat> you interpret rules. So there's some freedom there. It's not like sports, right? So that's right. kind of the differentiation um, that you have in Agile. That's why I think people tend to believe, oh, wait, you know, I kind of do what I want. Um, so there's really no rules. Uh, right. That may be where it's coming from, but that's not true. There's definitely <laughs> uh, <laughs> consequences if you do not uh, follow the rules um, set in Agile. Well, so Patrick, talk to me about the consequences of not following the rules. Yeah, so consequences of not following the rules. Um, well, so for me, just a little bit about where I come from regarding rules. I, I don't think it's a question so much as if there's rules or if there's not rules. It's where do they come from? Um, in a command and control structure, rules come from above and they filter down through the management chain. Whereas in agile teams, uh, the team decides on their rules rules and then agrees to, to abide by them um, in the terms of working agreements. Um, the consequences of not adhering to those working agreements or um, basically just saying whatever I don't care is you have a lack of team morale for one thing because the mm -hmm. team doesn't believe that they're accountable to itself sure. and, or to each other. Um, you also have product that is probably not applicable because um, at least in my opinion agile is the purpose of agile is to get high quality product into the hands of the customer frequently at a sustainable pace and if you are not listening to the customer and you're just saying i i'm just doing whatever i want because i'm agile then you might have a an an, an amazing technical masterpiece of of code that has absolutely no applicable uh, purpose for what the customer asked for. And sure. so it's, um, 
and and so for me the consequence of of not following what we're considering the rules is um you have the team morale tanks and the team is building the wrong thing and um at, at some point in the day you gotta ask you know this is about how much money the company is spending to fund the team, what is the company getting out of that investment? Sure. And, and that's, um, and if the team is just saying, there's no rules, we're going to build whatever we want, then, you know, the company may have to make some, ask some hard questions. So, right, right. Well, I always like to think of it as agile as a framework. And if it's a framework, it's, it's the reason why I think people think there are no rules is because it's a framework. It's like, Oh, well, all you're doing is you're just giving me some structure. It's like, okay, reminder, structure is rules, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, to your point, Patrick, about how the team helps define it with their working agreement, you know, if you aren't following the rules, it's your own darn fault because you're the, you're the person who set up the rule, right? So what, you know, what kind of Wild West scenario are you living in? Mm -hmm. And the uh, the smart teams are the ones who actually say that there are rules, but it's flexible, right? If they, mm -hmm. if they approach every situation with some flexibility and some openness to it, then they're going to be in a much better circumstance than a team who is doing the exact opposite. And they're saying that there are too many rules, right? Because we've seen the flip side of that, where there are teams who uh, do the anti-pattern of, Oh, well, you know, we haven't checked all the boxes here, so we can't say that it's done. You know, teams have to have some flexibility on the other side to say that, yeah, we're going to ignore this rule this time and why it's okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's some rules as well that, you know, come out of the scrum guide, for example. Like if you're, sure. if you're on, on a scrum team and you're doing scrum, you may want to look at the scrum guide. And, um, and, and there's some things in there like um, a team needs to have retrospectives. And I've also, I've heard this myth applied in the context of, well, we've decided as a team not to do retrospectives and those are our, working, sure. but those are our rules, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's that it, 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 a consequence of that kind of action mm -hmm. as well as, um, you know, not, sizing or not doing sprint planning or anything like that is you don't have a baseline and so as as annoying as some of the things might be and as frustrating as some of the refinement conversations might be um where you're going back and forth on the context and purpose of a story um and then in planning when you talk about how you're going to do it those those can be a grind sometimes but if if they if you don't do that then you're going to have no baseline and so you don't know where you can improve as a team right um, without without establishing what it is now you don't know where you want to go you're mm. just you're just sort of uh, thrashing at that point well, and and isn't it interesting that we've seen how for every uh myth there's a counter myth that's just as powerful <clears throat> right you know there are no rules there are too many rules <laughs> Ronnie, yep. you were so going to say something? Pick up on a couple of things that you guys both mentioned. Yeah. Patrick, the ultimate mm -hmm. consequence is um, not being able to deliver your product. We are all doing this to deliver a product, right, in time um, that meets our stakeholders' um, satisfaction. And um, this is a framework, right? So there are room for um, 
it's it, there are room for some um, you know changing change the way you approach this right so there's some freedom but ultimately you must make those choices to make sure that the delivery of your product is to your satisfaction to the customer's satisfaction to uh, it provides value right so right. you said okay sometimes there might be cases where you might say okay um, we're supposed to um, have this uh, stand up today but uh, because of this and that reason you might choose not to do that on a particular day right sure um, and ultimately if that meets the goal if that does not affect the um, the ultimate the, your own, um, your product then yeah that might be okay right it's not like okay if you mix miss a stand up one day uh, you're going to get um, canceled <laughs> or you're going to get punished you're going to get penalized right so there's yeah. some room but you got to keep in mind um, what what you are doing this for yeah well on well, that kind of um it, it's funny the counter myth because inevitably whenever we talk about the myth of there are no rules in agile it always flips to the uh, there are too many rules in agile <laughs> exactly i honestly i think the no rules in agile myth is a uh, is is a backlash against um against this perceived notion that agile has all these rules that you have to follow and i think that um, part of that goes back to uh, scrum masters and agile coaches that are talking about it in the wrong way. Like right. stand up, Ronnie, you, something that you mentioned earlier brought this up, which, which is um, the idea of stand up. Um, you, you show up on time. You're supposed to show up on time. It's a 15 minute meeting. Like you definitely need to do that or else, you know, you're not going to get a chance to talk because the meeting will be over. But right. the, um, but there's some coaches and scrum masters who do this thing where they say, okay, if you show up late for stand up, you put a dollar in the jar or something. Yep. Like yeah. And it's like, that's, it's, it's punitive. It basically sets it up as this, this, uh, this kind of, kind of a public shaming where it's like, you know, we're not supposed to shame each other. Mm. We yep. just need as, as coaches and scrum masters, we need people to understand the consequences. Like you showed up late for standup, so you were not able to plan for the day. And there's things that somebody else worked on that applies to what you're working on. And now you're gonna have to sync up offline and there may be miscommunication. Yep. Not, oh, you're a bad person, put a dollar in the jar. <laughs> well, I, I, always wanted to see, I always wanted to know what they do with that money. Right. Yeah. Because, and, and some scrum Talk masters it. who I've worked with, I know, well, I know some, some scrum yeah. masters I've worked with in the past have actually taken that money and they turn it into treats for the team. And it's like, all right, well, yeah, you so, do you. Oh God. And there's an anti-pattern right there. Like you're rewarding the team for dysfunction. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that's actually a good place for us to stop. So until the next time, I'm Brent. I'm Patrick. And I'm Ronnie. Until the next iteration, you can give us a rating at your podcast provider, shoot us an email at info at faster than a standup.com, or you can find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than a Standup. 